Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. British Columbia now has confirmed 24 cases of new Omicron subvariant known as Kraken to date, making up roughly 5 to 6% of all genome sequenced samples uh, in the province. Announcement was made today by Health Minister Adrian Dix and Provincial Health Officer Dr. Bonnie Henry, who joins us now. Dr. Henry, thank you for speaking to us today. Good afternoon. Uh, I, I listened to the press conference, uh, and it seems to me overall that we are in a good space when it comes to the respiratory season at this time. I think I, I would agree with you there. We've made it through the peak of, of what we saw was a very early and unusual influenza season. Uh, we still have a lot of COVID out there. And we still have um, a lot of respiratory illness out there, but it's not causing the severe illness that's putting that big strain on the healthcare system. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the issue of Kraken that I had just mentioned in the opening, uh, how much of that concerns you in regards to the uh, 24 cases? How much of a concern is that? You know, and um, I know it's easy for people to remember a name like Kraken, but I think we also need to remember this is not some mythical sea monster that has magical powers. It's a yet another subvariant of Omicron. And so it, it is concerning. We, we've been watching, we've been doing whole, whole genome sequencing, and there's about 40, 45 different subvariants that are out there causing illness across British Columbia. The one that's causing most illness, that's over 90-some percent, is one called BQ1.1. And so that's a, a subset of, of what we're seeing, in, and you know, a very small number, so 24 whole genome sequencing. So that's the only way we can tell the difference between these different subvariants. Um, so it's a very small percentage of what we're seeing. Obviously, we're watching it because it's caused some um, rapid increase in illness in places, particularly in places with lower vaccination rates but uh, in the U.S. But I think it's really important to know um, that any new variant that spreads more easily will be um, the most infectious one that we've seen to date by definition. But there's no evidence that this subvariant is causing more severe illness. Mm-hmm. So, so the bigger concern evidence. is in the U.S. at this yeah. point when it comes to Kraken. It is, in in where we're seeing it um, increase quite rapidly. It's uh, across Canada, it's still a very small percentage of what we're seeing and very small percentage of what we're seeing here in BC. Is it fair to say there's been an an uptick in regards to the virus with young kids? And and I'm going to assume that's because they're just out uh, meeting people and perhaps they haven't seen some of their friends for a long time, that there is a bit bit of an uptick with young kids? Um, In terms of COVID? We're actually seeing decreases across the board, mm-hmm. um, primarily because of vaccination. But we do see lots of respiratory viruses causing illness in children. Um, and yes, they're very highly connected. And so are young adults with children. They're the people who have the most interactions, whether it's at work and, and with their children and social connections and social networks as well. So there has been quite a lot of, of RSV, influenza, some covid but also what we're seeing more than anything is a bunch of other cold viruses as well. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to focus on COVID just for a second. Um, there have been some folks who have been talking about still wanting mask mandates, that they feel that the province has moved too quickly uh, in regards to opening up uh, workplaces, opening up society. Uh, what would you say to that argument? Yeah, you know, mask mandates are, again, one of those heavy tools that very broad. And we are at a place where we have a lot of, of protection. We've built these defenses, primarily through vaccination and having that level of immunity, that it doesn't, um, we're not in a place that requires us to have these very broad mandates and measures across the board. And, and I also would suggest that that is a single measure is not going to make, um, it's not going to have a a marked difference above the the protection that we have from immunization, from people who've had some hybrid immunity, from vaccination and prior infection, and all of us doing those simple things that we can do ourselves to help prevent transmission to others. I I guess one could argue China's zero COVID policy is an example of, of of, you know, just mask themselves and just zero tolerance for anything. And at the same time, keeping people indoors and, you know, in many cases, infringing on their civil liberties um, is an example where zero COVID and continually masking doesn't necessarily work either. Well, exactly. And, and sadly, it also has had a very detrimental impact on people's health and wellness. We know mental health issues, um, people have challenges getting food, all of those connections that we need to have with each other to support each other as families and communities. So it has had very negative health impacts as well. So, and as the virus changed and as immunity build in our community so that we have that, that protection, um, those types of extreme measures are no longer needed. And the negative impacts that they have uh, are really important. Mm-hmm. My final question to you, you, you've been on, you know, front and center when it comes to COVID, the respiratory season as well. Uh, how are you able to stay positive uh, with, one would argue, relentless criticism uh, in an era where everybody has an opinion and everybody seems to be an expert due to Google or Facebook and everything else. How do you, does one, one like yourself stay positive uh, when you hear uh, relentless criticism and second-guessing of everything um, you have worked in your life in regards to expertise and getting to this point? How does one stay positive through all this? You know, I, I, I also, I really do believe that uh, people, when they're anxious or when they're fearful, um, sometimes they react with this type of, of uh, lashing out at people. And, and I'm one of those people. And I also think it's, it's very easy for people from their own perspective, um, like some of what we've seen out there, to stand from afar and criticize when they don't actually bear the weight of making the decisions which affect millions of people's lives. So, you know, I have a very strong team that I work with in public health across this province, across this country, and, uh, you know, part of what I do is making sure that I am confident in the data that we have and, and making sure we have the best information possible from as many different sources as possible, and, and that's that's, I guess, all we can do. But, you know, sometimes it weighs on me, absolutely. <laughs> and we, all of these decisions weigh on me. And knowing what's the best thing to do is a very uh, fine line, a very difficult balance to get. And 
um, you know, we try and do the best that we can to, to make to, to walk that that balance every day. Yeah. Dr. Henry, thank you so much for your time today. Enjoy your weekend. I know you had a very busy week. Uh, enjoy your weekend. We'll chat very soon. Thank you so much. Thank you.